This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship with it. Today's topic was Santa movies. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is the freaking holiday season. Ring jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all that way. That's how they sound. <laughs> and it is also episode number 154. Yes. Keeping it going. How are you adapting to to Christmas season on the West Coast? I mean, at first it was like you have that obvious thing of like, it's so funny here to see palm trees and right. no snow. But And now I just am used to it. <laughs> adapting? Yeah, I'm used it's to it like, now. Yeah. It's, it's kind of – I guess it's disappointing when you see all of like the Christmas paraphernalia happening around the world. <laughs> yes. But like I don't miss it. I should miss it. I don't miss it. It's fine. But I do find nostalgia when I see it. Me and Marina went for a long walk on Saturday. Yeah. We, yeah. Like, we decided to just tour our town. Love and it. And for like four hours, we just walked around our town. Beautiful. And and like we walked from daytime into sunset, and as the sun went down, the Christmas lights do come out. Come on! And there is something special about walking on the street and stopping and just admiring some Christmas it's lights. Really nice. It's just nice. It just is nice. Yeah. I get. I'm. <clears throat> I can be a Christmas crank sometimes and a bit of a Scrooge, but like it is true. Like. Deli- like beautiful lights on a house. Yeah. It creates a vibe. It is nice. Let me ask you, have Just you seen nice. the lights that you can now project onto your house? Oh, yeah. That's cool. You like those? Some. They're, they're I becoming mean, more popular. I know Corvetti has those. Does I know he? my sister has those. What shapes are they projecting? Snowflakes. Yeah, I think so. General yeah. general Christmas imagery. Yes. Some are kind of like lasers that are just like, not even snowflakes, but just like colors that yeah. shift across the house and provide, so I don't know. In general, I'm pretty pro, I mean, we talk about holograms a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We've talked about holograms a lot, but in yeah. general, I'm pretty pro- uh, digital projections on buildings, yeah, and sort of that as an artistic medium. That I do could, like it's clean that. and easy. Is I, that what you like about it? I like it, and I think it can be also provocative and kind of punk rock. Like if you recall, post Trump, was Trump like projecting like yeah? What what were some of the specific exactly? Examples? Someone was posting something on the Trump Tower that was like lie or criminal this that. It's right. just like it's a to me it's it is like it can actually be a tool of of sort of like guerrilla yeah guerrilla artistic protest in mm-hmm. a way. Uh, and separate from that can also just be really kind of interesting and neat and visually arresting. Yes. Maggie and I were in Paris. We went to this digital projection performance okay. thing that was like a re- – that was almost like a dramatization of, of France's involvement in World War One. I. I know it sounds dull and dry. Sure. It was a little dull and dry. But it was projected on their military museum, which is this old, gorgeous mm-hmm. building like the Met Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. Like this large pillars, Baroque architecture, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. It was like using the na- – I just like <clears throat> using the natural architecture yeah. Of a building, right? Projecting something on it, the way that those two things meld is cool. It's I like cool. that, no doubt. Yeah. Um. So these uh, lasers and these kind of like projection things for your lawn yeah. are popular now. Yeah. I'm curious if you think that in a few years, and we've talked about holograms. Mm-hmm. I personally think that holograms will change the world at some point soon. Absolutely. Sooner than later. I don't think you're wrong. Um. Do you think that we will? Uh. When do you think we will move from the lasers and things that get projected onto your yeah. house into hologram Santas? Uh, like being dragged around the lawn by reindeer, yep. and it's just a hologram. It's not actually there. I, I think that's – I truly think that's the next step. I would that love f- to know that technology more. <laughs> that feels – What are we waiting for? What right do we around. need? What does that require? It feels so close, doesn't right. it? it? We feels- made a hologram Tupac. Why can't we make a just like a factory-lined – 
just uh, millions of hologram Santas. Hologram Tupac did not bust the door down for holograms as quickly as we as I had hoped slash anticipated. That company went broke. They went broke. They went bankrupt. So they, they made they they saved all of their money and they made one Tupac. To make the- <laughs> I don't understand that. When yeah. we look back, yeah. when holograms forty years from now, when holograms are vital to how we operate, so how, commonplace. where we get commonplace, where we get entertainment from, yes. all these kind of things, yeah. we will look back and say. What was the first hologram that kicked this off? And we will all laugh to know that that was Tupac. Isn't that a funny cultural note for Tupac? His whole life and career, it's so true. It's like our grandchildren might note Tupac might be most recognizable as being the first hologram. Dude, it's like I think <laughs> that, that is hilarious. for our kids and grandchildren, I think that Michael Jackson will be known as that guy who liked popcorn. Because all of our friends, all of our kids are going to be on Twitter. And one of the most popular gifs is when some like a, a celebrity feud is happening. People will post a picture of Michael Jackson throwing From popcorn the thriller video? into his mouth. Because that's a thing on Twitter now where it's... It's just like, grab your popcorn. There's about to be a celebrity beef on Twitter. That's so funny, Billy. And, You're so right about and, that. And people won't know that he was a dancer. All these kids are just going to be like, oh, yeah, I use that gif it's when so people f- are fighting. He's the popcorn guy. That is surreal. You're really tripping me out when you say that. <laughs> it's that is, true. You're dead on right. He will be known as the popcorn guy. And Tupac will be, oh, yeah, that guy who was the first hologram? Right. So Tupac Shakur, my grandparents talk about him. I think he was the first hologram. Right. Whoa. And then we'll have to explain that he was more than a hologram. He was more than a hologram. He was an MC. He was also an MC. All right. Let's listen to Ready to Die. Oh, no, that's Piggy. Okay. Okay. We can still listen to it, though. We can still listen to it. That's fine. Uh, but we are not here today to talk about holograms. No. Though we are right now. That's right. Uh, we have a bigger and a better idea. Much bigger, much better. <laughs> better is uh, <laughs> up for debate. That's relative. But we have a bigger idea. Yes. Adam, what is that idea? We're going to talk about Santa movies. Santa movies. <laughs> There's we- been so many it's right. literally its own subgenre of film right santa right i think i'm trying to think back on the other christmas themed episodes we've done before last year we did christmas anthem christmas anthem talked about the boar's head anthem that's right talked about little donkeys we dug back into some sort of more traditional sort of yuletide hymns and tunes right that was really funny and fun right yes. like like pre-santa this was just like raw jesus christmas <laughs> These songs came out pre-Santa when it was just like, all we have is raw Jesus songs right now. There is Raw no, Jesus Christmas. Santa Claus was not coming to town nope. yet. This was just like, we have a boar and we need to <laughs> slay this boar for the village. That's all we know. That is all we know Way on December twenty third. Way pre Santa. All we got. Yes, got it. And so I think in that, that episode we did touch on sort of va- vaguely the origins of Santa, Krampus, Saint mm, Nicholas, Coca Cola right. Corporation came in. Now it's like this right. red and white sort of idea of Santa Claus. Right. So we sort of touched on Santa a little bit. Right. But there are so many movies that span, frankly, all genres of movies. Sure. All genres of movie right. that feature Santa Claus. It seems limitless. <laughs> yeah. It seems like people are like, we can just do what we want with Santa. That's he, right. There's nothing um, protecting the Santa brand anymore. He is public domain as hell. Yeah. <laughs> right. Public domain as hell. Did we, in fact, do an episode the year before the Christmas Anthems episode where you tried to convince me that Santa was uh, fake and I was convinced Santa was real and it was a real back and forth? Like I, walking through the realities of – I think we did have that debate. I yeah. think we had that exact debate. Right. The practical realities of Santa. I I am 100% at the point where I have no idea what we've talked about on this podcast Oh, anymore. same, brother. Yeah. Are you kidding me? When we decided <laughs> to do Santa movies, I asked you right before, did we, did we do did this do before? that before? Because I'm sure we've done movies, and I'm sure we've done Santa. Santa. Well, all of that to be said, that today we are going to talk about some popular Santa movies. Some unpopular ones, some obscure ones. Whichever but, ones we find on 
The list. <laughs> the list. The freaking list. The list is life. So it's the first act of the No Joke podcast. Yes. And we can use the list if we need to. But Adam, yes. I'm also curious. Was there a Santa movie that your family would watch? Or was there at least that one where it was like in your house, you'd, that movie would come up? So Jewish secular household, right. not fully riding the Santa Claus train sure. as much. Yeah. However, the Ernest P. Worrell movies. What was that? The er- Well, there's an, there's definitely a, uh, I think it's Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, his last name was P. Worrell? Ernest P. Worrell. Er, what is, oh, so Ernest Saved Christmas. Ernest Saved Christmas. So that, all the Ernest movies. Do you remember the storyline of Ernest Saves Christmas? I wish I did. Right. I watched all the Ernest movies so many times that they all really blend sure. together. Does he go to the North Pole? I think he goes to the North Pole. Yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing. I think he goes to the North Pole. Do you mind if I even just pull up the, maybe the. Do the... I mind? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be fine. Okay, so here's here's the brief description of Ernest Saves Christmas, a movie I've seen a thousand times. Yeah. Santa Claus Heard is looking for his successor. Oh, wow. He's getting up there. Okay. He's getting up there so and he's he needs someone tired. to take the Santa mantle. Okay. And hapless taxi driver, Ernest P. Worrell. How did he find this hapless taxi <laughs> driver? driver. Okay. He was never a captain. Is just the man to help him out. <sighs> Traveling to Florida to pass his mantle on to children's show host Joe Carruthers. Wait, Santa? Santa is. Okay. Santa gets into unexpected trouble, oh, no. and it's up to Ernest, yep. along with Teen Girl Harmony. Teen Girl. Teen Girl. <laughs> to assist St. Nick with his important mission, or the future of Christmas could be in jeopardy. That so usually Ernest feels is... like the problem. <laughs> yeah. Christmas is in it's always jeopardy. Christmas is going to end. Right. Unless... I don't know if I can think of another Santa movie in which he needs a successor. Yeah. Where he's acknowledged that I'm done here. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived all the Klaus I can live. Right. I've, I've sailed. I've eaten all the cookies and milk I could possibly handle. I'm done here. It I've, just doesn't feel like uh, a sentence coming out of Santa's mouth. That's right. I'm done here. That's right. Right. So that was, I think, in my household, if I had to say uh, a Santa-specific movie that, that was sort of – that was kind of baked into our family right. tradition. It was Ernest. Yeah. Ernest. Then the, what was the movie with um, – the three ghosts and they the ghost of Christmas past. Scro- Christmas that, that's going to be that's a Christmas Carol. That's, that's a Scrooge. Christmas Carol. That's that's Does Charles Santa Dickens as a Christmas Carol. Does Santa make an appearance in that? That's a good question. I I'm ashamed to say that I don't think I really know too much about the actual story of the Christmas Carol. Okay, Ebenezer Scrooge is he hates Christmas. He's a Grinch about it. Right, and then he's visited by the ghost, the ghost of Christmas past. Christmas present and Christmas future. And they convince him to like it. To have the Christmas spirit. Right. To be reminded of. That's right. I don't know if Santa was in that movie, but I do know that those were the type of movies that my dad specifically, my dad is a big Christmas buff and he is a big nostalgia buff, that those movies matter to my dad. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful life. life. It's a exactly. similar vibe of like, a ghost comes back to show you that life is good. Right. Does Santa make an appearance in that? No, I think that takes place at I think that right. takes place holiday times. Right, right. Um, but right. no, I don't think Santa Claus, the the right. mythical figure, is explicitly in those movies, but the spirit of Santa. So those were the movies that my family was growing yeah. up on. So if nothing else, that feels like those were the Christmas movies we were watching. Yes. But if I need to, if my job in this episode is to come up with a Santa movie, yes. then I will also just look on this list yes. to see if yes. there was a Santa movie. Yes, please. I didn't see this movie, but I'll mention it. Yes. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Now, Santa Claus. <laughs> so, Adam, before this episode, you said, Billy, 
you've told me before that Tim Allen does two types of roles. Billy, this is one of your longstanding jokes that I repeat to myself all the time. Adam, what are those two ro- uh, roles that Tim Allen will do? According to you, Billy, yes. the two roles that Tim Allen will do, he's either a dog or he's Santa Claus. Right. And, some, and it's seemingly he's somehow always both. That feels right to me, even with you saying it. You once said the consummate Tim Allen movie is just called The Santa Dog. The Santa Dog. The Santa Dog. <laughs> it's just like, that's true. <laughs> like, Alternate title, The Santa Paws. The Santa Paws. But we are here to talk about The Santa Claus. Yes. And let me just tell you real quick. Yes. Just the breakdown of it. Because I know we have to go into an ad break soon. Please. But maybe this will sell people on The Santa Claus. <laughs> Divorced Dad Scott. Divorced. Scott. No last name. Scott. Divorced Dad Scott, parentheses Tim Allen, yes. has custody of his son Yep. Uh, on Christmas Eve. That's nice. After he accidentally kills a man in a Santa suit. Tragic! Okay. I know we're going to blow past Jeez. that. I know we're going to blow Jesus. past that. But Okay, so Christ. Tim, after he accidentally kills a man in a Santa suit. Brutal. Oh, of course. Naturally, they're magically transported to the North Pole. Of course. Because so, after you murder someone, you're always magically transported to somewhere. That's Usually it's jail. Yes. Yeah, or Tim Allen. <laughs> the North Pole. Okay. So after he accidentally kills a man in a Santa suit, they're magically transported to the North Pole, where an elf explains that Scott must take Santa's place before the next Christmas. Need a Santa replacement. After all, he is a murderer. Yes. Scott thinks he's dreaming, but over the next several months, he gains weight and grows an explicably white beard. Great. Many of us can relate to that. Yes. Maybe that night at the North Pole wasn't a dream after all. And maybe Scott has a lot of work to do. Maybe. Now, here's the thing. You bring up a good point. It's like the vetting process on the elves' part of like, well, this man's a murderer. He's capable of killing someone who looks like our boss. Will you be in charge of the children's gifts? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I think this episode, we're going to require some of the listeners of No Joke who have a better understanding of these movies to explain to us why, where the Christmas spirit lives in these movies. Because what we're going to probably do is rib them and say why they're off or wrong. Yes. And this feels like... Like, um, if you're going to murder a fake Santa, you shouldn't be the next in line to take over real Santa. I just didn't realize murder was a part of it. Right. Yeah. But, but Tim Allen's a problematic dude, so yes. I, I'm not putting it past him. Not surprised. Uh, Adam, that's just one of the many Christmas films out there featuring our man Santa Claus. go back and watch that Santa Claus. Let's do a quick ad read. Let's do it. We will come back and be more specific with our films on Santa. I- We'd like to thank the newest sponsor of the No Joke podcast, Yod. Thank Yod very much. Thank Yod very much. Right. Uh, now, Yod are amazing wood watch. Right. These you may have heard us uh, call it Jord, Jord last week. We were incorrect. We apologize for that. It's we actually do. pronounced Yod. It's Yod. Okay. Um, and though it is best known for its wood designs, Yod has recently expanded its offerings to include other elements from nature. Yeah, not just wood watches. Natural, all natural watches. Yep. Its signature series offer a variety of designs for men and women created from exotic woods such as koa, zebra wood, ebony, black palm, mm. and many others which create a beautiful array of unique colors and textures. Right. Now, the new Sear Arc. Arcadia collection includes four women's watches, which feature elements such as white marble and black marquina, finished with rose gold, complemented by interchangeable leather or mesh bands. Right. Very, very attractive and very beautiful looking watches. Yeah. Uh, And they also sell leather and wood apple bands to fit all series. That's really smart. Man. Yeah. So Yod is natural watches. Yes. But where do they get the wood? Yes. A great majority of the wood for their watches comes from... 
furniture remnants. Yes, reclaim that wood. Reclaimed wood. Yeah. That is such a smart use. Truly. Small pieces are recovered to contribute to watch links in cases that would otherwise end up in the waste cycle. Yeah. All of their koa wood comes from trees damaged in natural weather events. You want to know what phrase I heard recently as opposed to recycled? Upcycled. Upcycled. Which makes sense to me. It's like you're not just recycling this wood. It's being upcycled like you're elevating it into a new thing. Oh, that's nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not just recycling. You're upcycling. Okay. It's like this used to be wood trash and now it's a watch. And now it's even better. Yes. Leveling up. That's right. Love it. Um, Super easy gifting for the holidays, obviously. And Yod offers personalized engraving and sizing. That's cool. So you can even customize one of those cedar humidor boxes for your watch. Right. Very, very cool. Keep it safe. A great gift. Yeah. Uh, Every watch comes with a one-year warranty and extended return and exchange options for Mm -hmm. the holidays, just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Right. So here's what you do. You go to yodwatches.com. Let me spell that for you. J O R D. W-A-T-C-H-E-S dot com to purchase a beautiful and stylish timepiece that's unique to you or someone you care about. Customers who purchase any of their products before the new year can take advantage of all of their holiday discounts and all of their extended return policies. Great. Once again, yodwatches.com, J-O-R-D, watches.com. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today, Billy and I are talking about Santa movies. Are you guys looking for a stocking stuffer? I stock, am. You're, you're looking for a stocking stuffer. Sure. Stuff your freaking stockings with our second podcast. Yes. Q&A with B&A. That sounds great. On Patreon. I would love to do that. Patreon.com slash NoJokePod. We want gifts too, folks. Yes. And the best gift you can give us is to let us know that you are listening to that podcast and donating $5 to our monthly fund to help us make it. Please and thank you. We It is Q&A with B&A. Billy is B, Adam is A, Q is questions, A is answers, ask us anything, we'll answer it. There That's you the go. podcast. Patreon.com. Straight up. Slash No Joke Pod. Yep. We would very much like to hear from you, and we'd very much like to interact with you. Yep. Sometimes that can sound like we're just saying it, but it's true. Truly. It's more fun when you guys contribute your words and your five Tweet at us at No Joke Pod. Email us, nojokepod at gmail.com. That's right. Any questions. That's right. We're open books. Adam. Yes. Should we get back into this freaking Santa movie I frankly can't wait. Okay. Is there a movie now? I feel like we've gotten past the movies that we might have seen on our televisions growing up. Yes. Now let's just go to this list. Is there any movies out there that intrigue you? Well, to me, one of the finer Christmas movies around okay. uh, that has been made in the relatively uh, sort of recent history was Elf. I mean, that John Pure Hammer joy. It's just a, that's just a really good movie. You know, there's a time when you I find that I hit my ceiling with comedians. Yeah. There was a time where I saw too many Ben Stiller movies and it was like, I don't care that Polly just came along. Oh, my God. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Along came Polly. I couldn't. I'm, I'm done with. I got my this. stiller fill. Got it. Got I'm, the fill of still. Thank you. <laughs> I was filled with still for a while. I don't know if I ever hit that with uh, what's his name. Can't get a fill of will. No, yeah. I can't fill up <laughs> you, my will. Can't. Why can't I fill up my will? Then still we're fill. We're but fill with will. No fill. Thank you. <laughs> we had our fill with still, but will we said keep filling me up, dog. It's true. He okay. is impo- like he is undeniable. And he, the, why is he so playful? Why is he so playful? He plays children. He plays like childlike characters yes. so well. He did that at SNL so well. Yes. That of course him playing Buddy the Elf. Yes. A grown up elf yes is just so fun to watch yes adam can you give us the breakdown of this movie everyone's seen it it would truly be my pleasure buddy will ferrell was accidentally transported to the north pole as a toddler and raised to adulthood among the elves okay 
Unable to shake the feeling that he doesn't fit in, the adult buddy travels to New York mm. in full elf uniform in search of his real father. Right. Funny. Yes. As it happens, his dad is Walter Hobbs, James Caan. So funny. Yes. Deadly serious actor. Perfect. Deadly yep. serious. Yes. A cynical businessman. After a DNA test proves this, Walter reluctantly attempts to start a relationship with a childlike buddy with increasingly chaotic results. Right. It's pretty amazing. Like Ernest, this buddy character is just like this wide-eyed, naive. Right. And the entire movie, he's in his elf costume. Right. The entire time. And he's always so excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's always just so happy and excited, yes. which is a fun thing to see a yes. character be. Permanent Christmas North Pole naivete. Right. Like, to, like the only world he's known is like the pure bliss rated G Santa's workshop. Right. He's been raised some on Christmas elves. And things are about to come crashing down oh, here. he's dropped into the real world. Here's one thing I'm realizing in just the few breakdowns of movies that we've talked about so yeah. far. Everyone always gets magically transported once. Transported. Magically. Yes. Transported. Yes. Tim Allen killed a Santa Claus guy and he was magically to transported. Magically. This buddy guy just got magically transported. To New York. To the North Pole and then and back. Then back. To... So if you want to write a Christmas film, yeah. and I know we have some writers who listen to the podcast, yeah. it is imperative that you include the words magically transported. It's got to be a magical transport somewhere. I don't care where they go or how they got or there. Or who it you is. You do not need to explain nope. the science of the transportation. Don't explain it. Just make sure that at some point your characters get magically transported. That's exactly right. Is Buddy Elf on the Shelf? Oh. The Elf on the Shelf craze that's happening. Yes. For those who don't know, yes. there is a toy that you create your own narratives with kids where this little elf magically ends up around the house in these places that are completely unexplained. Yes. And mom and dad can't explain Whoops. how he's like rotating on the microwave or hanging from the chandelier. What? Buddy. Yes. Is that Buddy from Elf on the Shelf? You think that the Buddy Elf, that Will Ferrell's Buddy is that very same Elf on the Shelf? I think that's a... I, can you I give that a Google while I look for our next Absolutely. Santa film? Absolutely. So the question here is, did Elf on the Shelf exist before the movie Elf? And if it didn't, the second question is... Is there a direct connection between the Elf on the Shelf and Buddy the Elf? The Elf on the Shelf is a separate 2005 children's picture book. Okay. 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 So the Elf on the Shelf, it's a story that's written in rhyme, and it serves to explain how Santa Claus knows who's naughty and nice. The Elf is his spy. Got the it. The Elf is Santa's spy, Good. essentially, to be like, are you being naughty? Are you being nice? I'm going to report it to Santa. We really should Google our questions more, because <laughs> we never learn on this show. Yeah. And that is like, I had that question. Yeah. You gave me that answer. Yeah, thanks, Google. We had the technology to give us the help we Seamlessly. needed. Why don't we answer more questions Seamlessly. instead of asking only I believe questions. we said this last time, but we choose ignorance. Yeah. We choose to live in the dark. We walk blindly into the night. Yes. Billy, not to do a strange detour here, yeah. uh, but I do just want to explore this tangent. Maybe we've talked about this on the podcast, Please. but you and I, yeah. one of my favorite experiences we've ever shared mm. involves directly Charles Dickens as a Christmas Carol. Oh. When we <laughs> yeah, this was one of the, I think this was the second podcast we ever did about jobs. Oh, yes. Did we talk about this? Well, we talked about catering and how I almost ruined history. I wonder if you would just, wouldn't mind regaling me maybe briefly, succinctly with the tale of our encounter with Charles Dickens. Dickens' original manuscript of A Christmas Carol. So there's famous books out there. Maybe you've heard of the Bible. Yeah. There was, there was the first Bible. Yeah. Someone had to write the first version That's of right. it. There's famous books out there yeah. where someone had to write the first one. Yes. They get reprinted into thousands, and before you but know it, it's one this ubiquitous thing. That's right. But when you see the original, <laughs> A, wow, how did that paper hold up? <laughs> but B, wow, I'm in front of it right yeah. now. 
We were caterers in New York City, right. and more times than not, we were in places where we didn't belong, and more times than not, we were in very fancy places. This one was at the Morgan Library, which was J.P. Morgan's the sort of banking magnet. He's a yeah, he's a parallel to the Rockefellers. Yeah. This is a billionaire in New York City. Yeah, he it was had like a, his personal art collection that is now a public museum. Yes, and he had his own personal library. Yes, and of course, <laughs> wouldn't the original manuscript to Charles Dickens? What is it? A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Ebenezer Carol. Scrooge was standing on a podium. Yes. And it was glass encased. Yes. And it was there in the center of the room. And it was like the only thing in the center of the room. That's it. It was this book required its own room. It was its own beautiful moment. Like you saw it and you're like, I can't believe that anyone would let me near this thing. Like this is incredible. This is such an incredible experience. True. Long story short, somebody had a party in that room. That's right. Bill was the bartender. <laughs> Bill got tired at the end of the <laughs> night. I was tired of these rich people asking for gin and tonics yes. and vodka tonics. Yes. Everyone leave. They yes. all leave the party. Now it's just Bill. <laughs> Bill has about a half hour to clean up and break down. But Bill thought, I could probably do it in 10. Quickly. It should take 30. I could do it in 10. Quickly, Bill. You love to challenge yourself. Love to challenge myself. Love to prove to see what I can do. Physical challenge. So in this physical challenge, <laughs> Bill said, can you combine all of the drinks on the bar into one giant bucket? A slop bucket. The slop, they call it. S-L-O-P. Slop. slop. Sounds like what it is. Slop. Shit water. Yep. It's brown. It's dirty. It's murky. It's dark. It's like thick liquid. It's There's chunks in it. It's bad. It's sad. All the discarded drinking food. It doesn't go down your sink. It goes down a slop sink. Trash. Which is like a, a trashy sink in the back of the house where it's not a sink that you would ever put a dish. Long story short... Bill picks up something that is too heavy for Bill, Uh-oh. but he says, I can do it. I can get through this room. If I carry up this big, awkward jug full of 10 gallons of slop, aye, aye, aye. I can do it. I can do it. I couldn't do it. I dropped the slop. Uh-oh. Bill drops that slop, and where does Bill drop that slop? Right on the podium, holding this priceless piece of literature, and it slid. I'm literally holding my breath right now. Folks, the podium was not affixed to the ground. It was a rockin'. You gotta screw your podiums into the ground, folks. <laughs> We can't have slippery podiums. Yeah. Cannot not around have slippery Bill. podiums. Not around Bill. Not around, Bill, not around anyone. Not around anybody. You secure those screw podiums. Your podiums, folks. Secure those podiums. This one wasn't secure. <laughs> and Bill watched as this podium <laughs> slip sliding away. Slip sliding Priceless away. Priceless piece of literature. Just floating Price. away from me. Like I was like on a raft on the ocean and Wilson fell off my boat and was just going further away. And I was like, this is either going to end with that thing dying out there or me getting very lucky. And I watched as that thing slid across the floor, left to right, side to side, like an ice skater, very beautifully. And I was like, it's going to tip. It's going to tip. And the book and the whole thing, the history of the world will end. And it stopped. And it just stopped. Holy crap. And the book was saved. And for another day, oh. so was Bill. Yes. But that truly could have been one of the worst mistakes I ever make in my whole life. Truly. And since that day, yes. no more catering in that room. So I did that make ended history. It. So I did make history you did make that day. <laughs> Morgan Library history. I ended it that day. But I almost ruined it that day. One of the most amazing things that's ever happened in our professional lives. Real. Oh, my God. So now we've been operating with movies that uh, make make that make believe that Santa is real to a certain yes. extent. Yes. So that Santa, like, sent Buddy the Elf back to New York because yes. Santa is real. Yes. I believe this movie yes. acknowledges that Santa is not real. Great. It's about a mall Santa. Oh. Not just a mall Santa. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. A bad Santa. This is Billy Bob. When I saw Bad Santa, I was struck by how bad Santa actually Rated was. Rated R. Yeah. Hard R. Right. Hard this R. This isn't a family movie. No. I thought that this was going to be like a cheeky Bad Santa where it's like he gives bad gifts. He's like an alcoholic. He says the F word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like he's he, rude and mean to children. He says the F word. Yeah. Uh, let's learn about this F word Santa. Billy Bob. In this dark comedy, it is a dark comedy. Oh, it's dark as hell. This is a bad Santa. Yeah. The crotchety Willie T. Stokes, Billy Great Bob name. Thornton, Great name. and his partner, Tony Cox, reunite once a year for a holiday con. He's a con man. Yeah. He's a criminal. Yep. Posing as a mall Santa and his elf, they rip off shopping outlets on Christmas Eve. This year, however, Willie is falling apart. Falling apart? Yeah. He's depressed and alcoholic. Yep. And his erratic behavior draws the suspicion of mall security. Do you know who that is? No. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. But when befriending a small boy brings out his kinder side, Willie begins to wonder if there is still some hope for him our bad Santa. Bad Santa. Did you see that movie? I saw it. I don't fully remember it totally. I remember see, I've seen it on TNT. Right. I've seen clips on TNT. I, edited version. I watched enough of it to be like, eh. Yeah. It's just like, I want a happy Santa. Yeah. He was a really bad Santa. Yeah, he was a bad one. Right. I think they made a sequel or two. Really? I think there's been multiple bad Santas. Bad Santas. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, what are you, what's your general feeling on Billy Bob Thornton? I Pro? don't have a feeling. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he's a cool mystery. Yeah. Like, he didn't he, like, didn't Angelina Jolie have his blood on her neck? Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God, that's right. Was that, that like, a that time? Like, that was a time. He, is he as famous as you thought he would be? He feels like there was a time where he was, like, trending in, like, the, oh, he's, like, our greatest actor. Yeah, there was that movie Sling Blade where he won the Oscar. Right. Was like, oh, he's, like, amazing. Right. My personal favorite, Billy Bob, I-, I am forever a fan because he is in one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies and favorite movies okay. ever, okay. which is called The Man Who Wasn't There. Okay. And it's, like, this noir-y thing where he plays a really sort of sad barber. And right. it's amazing. Can you, do you know anything about, sorry. No, I do don't you know. Do know anything about him as a man? Nothing. Right. He seems like an outlaw. An he outlaw. seems like a real life bad Santa. And like a Hollywood. He does. Like it seems like that. Is, like it seems like a, he's a. Is he a Hollywood outsider? He seems like a Hollywood outsider. Does he still star in film? Like, can you tell me the last Billy Bob movie? Truly, no. Okay. I truly cannot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I it's think not he, a bad thing. Yeah. Just where's where's Billy where's Bob Billy at Billy Bob been? Maybe we look up where Billy Bob has been where's in Billy the second Bob act. Yeah. And in fact, we use Billy Bob as our jump off point Great. for the song we have to play in this, our act break. Okay, Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Billy <laughs> Billy Bob. Do you know we never acknowledged when we had Jesse David Fox on the show yes. whether or not there was a, a Billy song called My Boy Bill? We, My Boy Bill. Do you remember? Yes, and we, of course. And we played it, we and it existed, there. and yes. do you know where it existed from? Where? The play Carousel. Oh. The musical Carousel. Amazing. Have, have you ever seen it? I or, have are not you familiar seen it. With it. But I was really impressed that we landed on that, and you were your memory rarely fails you with those Rarely song fails calls. us, but the best part of that song yes. was, as that song opens up, it's coming out of him realizing, like, the moment the actor is like, I'm about to sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he has that epiphany. I'm about to sing. It's true because the first word of that song isn't the song. It's just him having the epiphany that this is what I'm about to sing about. And do you know what he says when he has that epiphany? What? And it's he's standing on the beach while this happens. So it's a really great scene. He just looks out into the sea and he has a smile on his face and he goes, Bill. <laughs> and then he like thinks for a second. He's like, Bill. And then it's my boy Bill. The Bill's as strong and as tough as a tree. Yeah. He'll be Bill. Yes. And there's a constant refrain of Bill. <laughs> Very satisfying. Every song and every musical should start with "I'm about to sing." <laughs> they, 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 should, they should say that with every song and every musical right. that's ever been. So Billy Bob or Thornton or Slingblade or Sling or there's Sting or yeah there's, there's Sting. There is Sting. Do you, are you hot on Sting? 
What is Sting? What do I know about Sting? What do, do like, I know about what Sting? Do I know, what do I know about Sting? Po- the Police is like one of the greatest bands of all time. Okay. I'm like, they're amazing. Sting. And Sting. Yeah. Uh, Lance Reddick, who I have the pleasure of working with on yeah. corporate, Sting is his idol. Why? He, well, Lance. Musically? A, how he carries musically, himself? Musically. Musically. Period. Lance is a musician himself. He, okay. he writes songs. He's classically trained. I think he went to like, you know, he plays piano. He plays all sorts of jazz music. Okay. He has his own albums. Okay. And Sting, like, is his number one guy, idol, legend, hero. Got it. So, like, to me, I have adopted Lance's sort of deification of Sting. I'm like, I think Sting must be pretty great. Okay, if cool. Lance thinks he's so great. I can't speak to Sting. Can't speak so much to Sting. Here's what I can speak to. Yeah. My dad just put out Duh. a Christmas carol. Duh, Billy. So this is an epiphany. Duh. Duh. God. My dad, Frank Scafuri. <laughs> yes. He's been all over New York and Long Island media for this song. It's getting a lot of attention. It's really good. It is a song that he wrote in 1973, 45 years ago. Wow. And then just like last year, he was playing it on the piano. He had tucked it away. And my mom heard him playing it. And she's like, what song is that? That's so lovely. And he's like, oh, you wouldn't believe it. This is a song that I just wrote 45 years ago. And I just dug up and I decided to play it. And she's like, you need to record that It's really song. beautiful. And it was inspired by an uptown, uh, an upstate town called Wyndham, New York, wow. where my dad had a – my family, the Italian side of my family, had a uh, house, a winter house. Cool. Where you can go skiing and it just snowed up there and it was Great. beautiful. And it was this very beautiful little tiny town yeah. where families would go for walks yeah. and be very like – very like Norman Rockwell Christmas. Peaceful. And my dad on those walks was inspired enough to write a song Beautiful. about it. That song is called A Small Town Christmas. Can we please hear it? It is available on Spotify. It is available on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Digital. If you go to your Alexa and just say, Alexa, play A Small Town Christmas by Frank or Frank Scafuri, she will know what to do. Great. And that is the song we will play right now. <laughs> Countryside, there is a little village that I admire. Not much folk living there, yet no phrase describes the atmosphere of simple things that mean so much at times like these. A small hello will warm the hearts of people both young and old. So lend an ear and crack a smile to the older folk who act like children as they sneak so slowly by the frozen pond. A fawn lay nestled by its mother's side Close your eyes Smell the pie As snow sifts through the icy branches Where they lie Snowdrifts line the mountain trail Where I once saw Peter Cottontail And there's old Frosty standing tall With his carrot nose 
joke this is act three we're talking about santa movies and that beautiful song was small town christmas by frank scafiri let me just promote my dad one more Please. time he has a couple different things that you could be uh if you're interested in what my dad does there's a couple different places you could mm-hmm. find his work you can go to youtube and just type in frank scafiri and that will take you immediately to his youtube channel Plenty. on that channel you will find him singing lovely songs some christmas based some not christmas based you will also find some comedy yep you will also find my dad playing some lighthearted and well-intentioned pranks on people in Long Island. Bingo. Frank's Pranks, yep. a.k.a. Frank's Waiting. Yep. Most of them take place in a waiting room. Of doctor's offices. They are worth your time. They're hilarious. If you are interested in Frank's Waiting Room, yeah. he has a Facebook page. Yes. What is that Facebook page called? Frank's Waiting Room. Straightforward. Go to Facebook.com slash Frank's Waiting Room. Yep. That is where you can just find the entire collection yes. of my pops yes. from like a year and a half ago, two years ago, playing fun musical pranks on people in waiting rooms. I know for sure we've mentioned this on the podcast. You mentioned that your dad is a Christmas Christmas guy. Yeah. He's got maybe the most impressive, one of the Radio City toy soldiers one, in your house. Yeah, one year so I one woke of the up to Christmas ever seen. when I was a little kid. It's amazing. Came down to see that Santa had brought us a six-foot-tall toy soldier. It's awesome. In fact, <laughs> if you're interested in seeing that toy soldier, type, go onto YouTube and type in these words. Oh, Bill. Billy and Adam. Oh. Things... Home security. <laughs> okay. Got me? Billy wow. And Billy and Adam. Wow. Things home security. Yes. You need to type in all of those words yes. and you will be hit with a freaking treat. Billy and I did a little series of web videos where we went to Frank and Marianne's house. Yes. In Long Island. And played with my dad's Play, toys. Literally played and quote unquote reviewed your dad's toys. Right. Another one was... Uh, Roby the Robot. Roby the Robot. The penny-eating robot. That's, that's a very funny one. <laughs> There's a the penny eating robot. There's another one where we uh, took his little wooden trinkets. Uh, like uh, there was a fruit with a face on it. There was a carrot with a face on it, and we made some seriously good comedy. I have to find those I mean, yeah, I gotta go because they that. were. I remember thinking when it was all said and done, I was like, we did something way better than we were supposed to do. I agree here. with that. Good series. Yes, very good series. Um, that was called Things. Yes, uh, just Adam Things Home Security. But just to put a button on where yeah. you can find all of my dad's other work. FrankScafuri.com. Yep. It's not complicated. It's all there. He is a gem. Frank's a mensch. He is a gem. One of the best guys. And he would love to know that you listened to his new song, yes. A Small Town Christmas, 
it's very important to the Scafuri family. Absolutely. Good. Now, shifting tones absolutely entirely, yep. I would like to dive into the 1964, oh. quote-unquote, classic, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, If I dope. just... Finally. Finally, right? 53 years you, later, you we're got... finally getting to it. I know you guys have been waiting for this this entire podcast. Right. When are they going to talk about the Martians? Well, well, here we go. Is it Conquers the Martians? Santa Claus Conquers Conquer. the Martians. Okay. This is 1964. Yep. PG. Okay. 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 Martian ruler Kimar uh. is upset that the children of Mars are lazy and under the influence of too much pop culture from Earth. Wow. They are obsessed with the planet's TV programs and don't want to do much of anything. The Martians? Yes. Yes. In an, <laughs> in an, attempt, in an attempt to get the kids peppy again, peppy. Kimar orders the kidnapping of Santa Claus. That's popular. That happened, that happened in Nightmare Before Christmas, too. People love to kidnap Santa Claus. Stole him. Got it. Hoping that the jolly old toy maker will know how to cheer the children up again. Mm. But two Earth children are also nabbed. And this complicates things for Kimar. Mm. Now, here's my one thing about that. Never Wait, that's it? That's it. What? That's the description. <laughs> Those two kids come in late. That's right. What? what okay. I don't know anything about this movie. Obviously, never seen it. It has horrible ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure this is a cult, weird, classic, horrible B-movie shit show. That being said, it's the first one that I want to watch. Obviously. Right. And here's my thing, okay. Kimar. Slight tactical uh, t- tactical yes. error here. Yes. You want to – you're upset with how uh, – you're concerned with how obsessed Martians are with American pop culture. Right. And yet your solution is to bring one of the greatest pop cultural figures, Santa Claus, yeah. from Earth to Mars. Tell Seems a your, little bit like a backward strategy. Tell me your plan a little bit more in detail. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I subscribe to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like – it just feels like a little bit of a backwards plan. You want to divorce the Martians of American uh, – of Earth of earthly pop culture. Naturally. Why bring them Santa That's Claus? The problem. That's the problem. But that being said, I don't know Kimar that well. I don't know Kimar either. I don't know Kimar that well. He probably has a better plan. But that's what that is. Santa Claus conquers. Conquers. That doesn't even sound like he's here to conquer. Conquer at all. I wonder what how, where the conquering comes in. Okay, I'll take that conquer. Take it. So uh, and I'll and I'll take it and I'll move it on. Please. Next Santa movie. Yes. This is interesting. To yeah. Me. This is very interesting to yeah. me because you know Dasher, you know Prancer, you know Donner, you know Vixen very well. All of them. You know, and especially you know Rudolph. That's right. But this movie yes. features another reindeer. Yes. A reindeer who I generally don't give a lot of thought to. In the group. Yes. Like, I would think more about, like, Vixen. Yes. Like, who's Vixen? Yes. This one is Prancer. Just Prancer. And the movie is Prancer. Spin off. So there's a movie called Prancer. And if I'm reading this correctly, it's a drama. No. <laughs> okay. I believe that is. Got it. Okay. Prancer. Refusing to give up her belief in Santa Claus, a child, Jessica Riggs, discovers a hurt reindeer in the woods, which she believes to be Prancer. Hilarious. Now that's bold. Now that's a... How do you immediately identify which of the eight reindeers is who? It's a wild leap. It's a wild leap. Right. How do you know it's not Dancer? She doesn't. Or Donner? She doesn't. Right. But she does. This is Prancer. That's right. With the help of a sympathetic veterinarian, Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda! Jessica takes care of the wounded creature because we can all just take care of a (laughs) massive reindeer. (laughs) Just put it in the bathtub? Yeah. It's supposed to be a secret, sure. But eventually a store Santa Claus, the girl's dad, Sam Elliott, and the entire town find out about Prancer, leading to big problems for Jessica 
and her family. Hard to keep something like that secret. Right. Oh, you found one of the magical reindeer in the woods and are nursing it back to health in your home? Why is that going to get around? But why is that a big problem? What is the biggest problem that can come from this? The reindeer is eating all of our grain? Yeah. Or I think what the problem would be was that uh, the gifts aren't being delivered because Santa doesn't have his full slate of reindeer, his full slew, his army of reindeer. Sure. Because this girl is keeping, is stashing Prancer in her bathtub. I'll just say this, though. Like, you don't think Santa can get away with not having Prancer one year? Come on. Do you think that that sled really requires all, what is it, eight or nine of them? I've like, driven with one flat tire for miles. This you know what like I you mean? You can make it work. And it seemed like Ray, uh, Rudolph is the secret sauce. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, can they fly? I don't know if they need Prancer. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, you don't, we don't really get a good sense of the other reindeer's personalities. And, like, what are they contributing? Are they mostly yeah. just steering? Because yeah. in my mind, it's like trains. The way a train works yes. is that there is the locomotion. Yes. There's the, there's the one thing that actually pushes the whole train. Yes. Everything else is just basically attached to the motor. That's right. That's it. They don't have power coursing through them. It, they just steer and just are there for the ride. Feels like Rudolph is the motor in this metaphor. Exactly yes. right. Rudolph, motor, yes. Santa, caboose, and every Everything in between is just unnecessary train cars. So, like, what is Prancer getting me? I don't miss Prancer. Agreed. Maybe with the reveal is that he does have some sort of secret power. I don't buy it. I, I wouldn't even be mad at an entire spinoff movie that's just the reindeer group dynamic. Vixen. Just like, yeah. How like, did you get the name Vixen yeah, as a reindeer? Yeah. Donner? Cupid? Yeah. Is there a Cupid? I th- Cupid? Is that one of the reindeer? There's a, Cupid, let's try it. Thank you. you know Dasher and... Prancer and Donner and Blitzen, 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 Comet and Cupid and so. Donner and Vixen. Vixen, Vixen, Vixen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? We didn't give the other reindeer a major inferiority complex. The series are right out the They gate. don't get songs. They don't get anything. They get this one drama. Right. In 1989. Rudolph, starring Abe Vigoda. that red-nosed reindeer. So good. Had that very shiny nose. No, we already played the DMX one on this podcast, yes. haven't we? Okay. Yes, we did. Very, very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Prancer. Prancer. Right on. I would actually sincerely like to watch that. Okay. I'm a big Ava Goto fan. Uh, Adam, we have approximately time for two, maybe three more Santa films. Okay, great. Do any on the list? There's popular ones, obviously, but are there lesser known ones that really catch your attention? Well, here's one that you joked about the title for that is real. Sure. Don't be Santa Paws. The Search for Santa Paws. Santa Paws <laughs> is real. <laughs> Hold up. If you tell me Tim Allen is in this, Bill will fly through the ceiling. <laughs> no, it is a 2010 fantasy movie. Oh, fantasy? No kidding. And it's called The Search for Santa Paws. Okay. Santa Claus and his faithful canine companion, Santa Paws, okay. leave their chilly home at the North Pole on an important mission. They must try to persuade the heir of one of the greatest benefactors, toy store owner Mr. Hucklebuckle. Mm-hmm. We're listening, but we're not uh, we're not subscribing to this channel yet. They need to persuade the heir of Mr. Hucklebuckle to continue with his grandfather's good works. Let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. That movie was based. They had the title first. Pun first. Pun first. Pun first. And we'll just we'll reverse engineer what the story needs to be. People like dogs. People like Santa Claus. We're making a movie called Santa Paws. Figure it out. (laughs) That's all you need to know about that. Well said. That's how Hollywood works. Moving right along. Yep. I think we've got a slasher. Okay. I think we've got a slasher Christmas Carol, oh, I a love Christmas this. movie coming out 1987. Great. It's called Silent Night, Deadly Night. Love it. Love it. Part two. Love Part two. Part two. Part two. They're not giving us a lot. Nope. So it gives us time to just blow past it. Let's but hear it. But it exists. Yep. The younger sibling of the teenager who kill, 
So there's another there typo. The first one. The younger sibling of the teenager who was killed while dressed as Santa yep. carries on in his brother's bloody footsteps. Very good. So that's going to be Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 1. Okay. It's clearly. Yep. Okay. That's very good. I, that's all it's given us. Yep. That's all it's given us. Krampus. I mean, I'm not seeing this on the list, but Krampus was a mo- Oh, here it is. Krampus came out just a few years ago, and this was supposed to be really fun and good. Okay. Horror movie. With the holiday season, while the holiday season represents the most magical time of year, ancient European folklore warns of Krampus, okay. a horned beast who punishes naughty children at Christmas time. Nice. When dysfunctional family squabbling causes young Max to lose his festive spirit, it unleashes the wrath of the fearsome demon. As oh. Krampus lays siege to the Engel home, mom, Tony Collette, pop, Adam Scott, and sister and brother must band together to save one another from a monstrous fate. Evil Santa. So this is a new movie. This is two 2015. This was like a this was a, a cheeky horror movie from a few years ago that okay. I remember wanting to see but never did. Krampus. 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 Yeah. I think what this episode has showed me is that there is a, an endless well. Endless. When it comes to Christmas, you just can make and make, make it, up. it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. People will watch. Santa is a piece of iconography that can mold and be molded into any genre you want. Right. Fantasy, horror, family, bad. Martians. Just bad. Bad. A bad Swears, version. Alcoholic version. Right. Santa can be whatever you want it to be. Santa can be. Make make your Santa who you want your Santa to be. Amen. Right. Amen, Bill. Another episode, Adam. Good one, Billy. Santa movies. We've got a lot of movies to watch. Once again, listen to my dad, Frank Scafuri's Christmas Carol. Definitely. Nat, tis the season for that song, A yep. Small Town Christmas. Once again, it's on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, yep. Tell your Alexa to play it over and over again. Yes, please. Then also just let him know that you enjoyed it. Yep. Go on his Facebook page and let him know you enjoyed it. Shout Those things matter to my pops. Absolutely. Groovy. Well, Merry Christmas, Merry y'all. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, and if you don't celebrate uh, Christmas... What start you, celebrating so it. Hurry up. It's start, uh, hurry. You're it's doing it here. wrong. It's almost here. Okay, got it. <laughs> well, for the Santa episode of this The No Joke Podcast, I am Billy. I'm Adam. And like always, we will talk to you next Merry Christmas. That was a HeadGum Podcast.